We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 21st, 2008. And today we're going to go ahead and pick up our study from last week in regard to witchcraft and the one world emerging religion. I got a question this week from a lady who had come out of the Catholic religion and she had said that she felt as though I really had it wrong with witchcraft becoming the one world religion, that it was going to be the Catholic religion. And I stated to her that I, I agree with her that I do believe that the Catholic religion is most likely going to be the one that all other religions kind of come under that mantle. But the essence of that is going to be witchcraft, is what is the point I was trying to make. Because if you look at the Catholic religion, it is witchcraft. It's black and white witchcraft at, at the highest levels. And, and people know, like that Malachi Martin and, and other people that have observed uh, the upper echelons of the Catholic Church, they know that a lot of black witchcraft goes on. And, and white witchcraft as is, is well would be considered in... Um, many occultists are very aware of this. But again, they, they do it under the pseudo-veneer of Christianity. So this article that we were quoting from last week, which was Witchcraft Among Teens in America, starts, uh, we're going to pick up with this, and it says, The profit incentive for children's publishers can't be discounted as a major driver behind the sorcery explosion. Parents in times past would never have dreamed of drenching their innocence with spellcasting and fortune-telling. But current biblically illiterate generations of parents often see nothing wrong with ritual magic and some are, in fact, dabbling in such activities themselves. And as I said, I believe I mentioned that before, that a lot of the parents that are encouraging their children to read Harry Potter, they're getting hooked on the books as well. And they're reading them and, and these types of things. Following the Potter's books, and, and another thing I should say about that, when you bring these books into your home, you're bringing a cursed object into your house. Don't think that's not going to affect you spiritually. Even if it's sitting there on the coffee table, there's still demonic spirits connected with that book. You bring a cursed object into your house, bad things happen. Uh, where can you see this in Scripture? Well, when the Jews were told to go into the Promised Land, the Israelites were told to go into the Promised Land, and in Jericho, the first city, they were commanded not to take anything out of the city. Achan goes in, he takes the Babylonian garments, uh, the, the wedge of silver, these types of things, brings it back into the camp. They go, they lose their next battle, I believe it was the Battle of Ai. Lose like, I don't know, 28 people, I believe, it was around there. And um, when they inquired of the Lord, why did this happen? It was because they had brought a cursed, cursed objects. Achan had brought cursed objects from Jericho into the camp of the Israelites, they ended up losing the next battle. A lot of people ended up dying as a result of that. But today, we're bringing all kind of cursed objects into our house, at least in America in particular, and we're not even realizing it a lot of times. So this is something that really can affect us in an adverse way. And if you're not sure about something, a lot of times I just say it's better to err on the side of safety and get rid of it. Following the Potter books, publishers of young teen fiction have introduced a wide array of witch-themed paperbacks so that the young Potter fans can grow more age-appropriate into more age-appropriate sorcery. See, Harry Potter is the door. That's all it is. Okay? And that doorway is there in order to indoctrinate the children into further and further and further and darker and darker and darker stuff. If you let Satan take you down that path, he'll take you into the 
farthest reaches of witchcraft. But Harry Potter is typically the door. They go on to say, we chose three to read from which many are now available. There is the Witches Chillers series by Silver Ravenwolf. Nice name. And then the Circle of Three books by Isabel Bird. And then the Daughters of the Moon series by Lynn Ewing. These are just these are ones that kind of take you to the next level. After you've, after, I mean, let's face it. After you've read the Harry Potter series, you're going to want more if you're a kid. You're going to want to go deeper. You're going to want to go darker. And, you know, these books are there and available for these kids. In this new darker world, girls simply don't ask a friend for advice, hang out at the soda shop, or give their team their best effort. That would be too boring and too passive. Today's girls takes charge. Even in the heavenlies, these young priestesses cast spells. The paperbacks are laced with actual spells and rituals suited to many teen occasions. So they're actually giving you spells that you can use against your enemies and for a, a boyfriend or whatever you're, you're trying to uh, do there. Now, this thing, it's very uh, usually feminine-based, feminine-centered. And you'll see a lot of shows on TV now coming out of Hollywood and... and uh, these types of shows on TV, and they're centered around a feminine girl figure. A lot of times she has superhuman powers, and really, the superhuman powers on all these shows, where do they come from? It comes from witchcraft. That's all, that's all it is. So this is exactly what you're, you're running into here. These books are also packed with a lot of sexual innuendo and activity, Alternative dress and lifestyles, questionable role models in the parents, and also continue the dissemination of pro-witch and anti-Christian propaganda. Ravenwolf says she's concocted the idea for the witches' chillers from imagining the teens on the cover of Teen Witch to be real adolescents. She named them and came up with the idea for the series. Her involvement goes further than the books. Besides creating 18 titles, the Teen Witch Kit complete with spells, talismans, and other ritual equipment, Ravenwolf has 30 covens in, elect, in 11 states. This is what they're putting out to the teenagers. A woman that has 30 covens in, in 11 states in America, and she has her teen witch kit with spells, talismans, and other ritual equipment. That's, what we're, that's the type of indoctrination that we're getting. And this is why I say, uh, one of the more further confirmations that the, with the essence of witchcraft being the coming one world, religion that we're going to be moving into. More offerings by major bookstores for boys and girls include a series from Pocket Pulse based on the TV show Angel about a guy who fights vampires, demons, and such through his angel detective agency. Now, this is a gigantic theme also in these shows uh, as, as an indoctrination tool. You've got many shows now, and you have the good witchcraft against supposedly the bad witchcraft. That's almost, if you get into a show that has any type of theme about witchcraft, you always have that dynamic going on. It's inevitable. So you've got your good witches and your bad witches battling it out. They're both on their way to hell. If you follow either path, you're going to end up in hell. And that's all that Satan cares about. He's got you either way. So if you're of more of a righteous, let's say, let's say you, you, you actually have a conscience and... You, you consider yourself a good person, you're probably going to lean more to wanting to do the white witchcraft because you can actually battle evil that way. But if you're on the darker side and you're like, I don't, I don't need any of this, this good stuff, you can go to the dark side and then fight that way. Author R.L. Stein has contributed the controversial 
Goosebumps series for grade school kids, and more recently, the Fear Street series for adolescents, lacing the teen world of cheerleading and sports with supernatural evil. There is often little else to shelves to choose from. There is The Witch, Child, and Sorceress by Celia Rees, The Book of Shadows, which uh, offers this preview on its back cover. It says, I never choose to learn witchcraft, but I'm starting to wonder, is witchcraft choosing me? Well, of course, if, if you put yourself in that position, the devil will meet you at your need. So, the no, this notion of being chosen is a troubling, reoccurring theme in the storylines, including Harry Potter. It's a seductive method of manipulating human envy by ensnaring naive youth. If you're a misfit, it's not because you're lacking something. It's because you're above the rest in a very unique way. Now, what is this? This is pride. It appeals to pride. I mean, you can say, well, I'm a misfit, I don't feel like I fit in, but this Harry Potter appeals to me, and it's, it's appealing to the pride that, that dwells in these people. <coughs> One of the biggest names in children's literature is the giant, gigantic Scholastic Inc. schools. Teachers distribute sales flyers for scholastic publications and classes to school children. A system is set up through the company's ongoing close relationship with the American Educational Establishment. Now, Scholastic Inc., being the U.S. distributor of the Harry Potter books... Yeah, did you know that? Scholastic Inc., which is totally integrally tied to the public school system, particularly in America, is the distributor of Harry Potter books. So we've got this large publisher being the very means by which all of this witchcraft propaganda is going into the schools. So again, it, it plays a particularly formidable role in the promotion of sorcery to children. It has expanded its offerings beyond the Rowling books and the Goosebumps series to... Tea Witches, it's called Tea Witches, about the twin daughters of two very powerful witches. And then Midnight Magic, which uses tarot cards, fortune telling, and a device popular to Wiccans. Now I guarantee you, Scholastic Inc. is not promoting anything of a Christ-centered origin. It's all one-sided. All, all they're doing is they're going to be... And, and yet, you know, the Christians are vilified by... But we're not trying to... to you know, shove things down people's throats. Yet, it's okay for Scholastic Inc. to come out and shove witchcraft and evolution and every other abominable thing down the, the throats of the children that are in the public school system. That's okay, evidently. As adolescents peak in self-absorption, the solution being taught is to hand our children the sorcerer's wand to wave away all the troubles. They can now use it to raise that already inflated self-esteem just what they need. They need a little bit more inflated self-esteem and in, in do it through witchcraft. That's even worse. Not only can they pick up on how how to, not only can they pick up how-to books like Teen Witch or quote Wild Girls: The Path of the Young Goddess by Patricia Monahan. Now they can obtain instruction from a number of websites friendly to teens on the subject. Not only has the internet provided a way for pagans to network and share ideas beliefs, and spells, it's a neat and clean way for curious youth to avoid the scrutiny of parents while exploring once-forbidden subjects. Any web-savvy child can be indoctrinated into a pagan worldview and start casting spells before a parent catches on to this new interest. In other words, it's very easy to hide this. I mean, particularly if you're getting it in school, and you come home, and you're on the computer, let's say your parents aren't monitoring the computer use very much, you could do this and nobody could ever even know about it. 15-year-old website Witch's Voice writes, A friend told me about a religion that worships both male and female deity. 
I was interested and she gave me Silver Ravenwolf's book, Teen Witch. I started reading and never put it down. I got on the internet, I learned more and more, I finally did a devotion ceremony and considered myself to be then a Wiccan. Then I remembered, what am I going to do about my parents? I decided to keep it a secret until I could tell them at a proper time and a proper place. So in other words, it's very, very easy to conceal this stuff. She then goes on to describe how she refused to go to church with her Catholic parents one Sunday morning, blurting out the news about her altered faith. After the uproar subsided, her parents eventually became resigned to her beliefs because she says they observed a lowered stress level in their behavior. <laughs> so in other words, whatever it takes to appease little, little Margie or little Bobby, we got to just do it because, you know, they're such a hard-to-control kid because we haven't raised them right. We haven't taught, we haven't trained up the child in the way that they would go and when they're old they'll not depart from it. We haven't done any of that. We haven't spared the rod, spoiled the child. No, no, we've just let them kind of do whatever they want. Now they've got a little monster on their hands, and they're wondering why. It's because they haven't followed things in a biblically correct manner. And again, when you, when you have this where she didn't go with her Catholic parents one morning, I mean, in a, in a way, what she's doing with witchcraft is more honest. Because the Catholic Church is just a form of white witchcraft. What she's doing is a more honest form of pagan witchcraft known as Wiccan. If you really want to boil it down, in God's eyes, they're both total abominations. But I believe, personally, that God views the Catholic Church as more of an abomination than somebody that says they're a Wiccan who's just doing it and they're being open about it and they're saying I'm pagan. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I think God would view it as more of an affront to him because in the Catholic Church, they're using Jesus Christ... In order, to, in order to kind of try to do their dirty work. Okay? At least in the pagan religions and in Wicca, they're not doing that. They're being a little more upfront about what they're doing. Now granted, they don't say they worship Satan at the lower levels, and that's, that's a farce. Okay? At the higher black levels, that's more, you're going to get into more, a little more honesty there at least. It's darker. I'm not saying that you should do any of it, but, you know, I'm just kind of showing that as an example. The internet resources on witchcraft are vast and growing daily. Some are tailored specifically to teens and younger age children. Teen Witch or TeenWitch.com has expanded greatly since I first learned about it several years ago. There are now spells for every occasion. Witch's Voice, which is WitchVox.com, has a special teen section. Silver Ravenwolf has her own website with material tailored to teens. There are other tutorial sites. There are other pagan book sites. There are other sites for supplies. <laughs> Realmagicwands.com. You know, but this is how big this is becoming. And it's the youth that's being targeted because the youth are the ones that are going to grow up. The people that are in their 50s and 60s, you know, they're going to get older. And then you're going to have a whole generation come in. And they've all been indoctrinated into witchcraft through the public school system, particularly in America. Too numerous to mention are sites specific to role-playing games like Dungeons and & Dragons and toys, CDs, DVDs, video games with occult themes, Potter, Spawn, discussions in books having generated a whole internet culture is, as well. Is there any avenue of modern information where children are not subject to spiritual seduction? One website has taken a strong stance against the promotion of witchcraft to teens. Kathy Sharp has a site called xwitch.org. She recommends boy-counting scholastic schools because of its promotion of witchcraft and sorcery to kids. Every, nearly every school in the district in the U.S. has a scholastic 
book fair several times a year. She writes, Today we are urging parents and educators to prayerfully consider a general boycott of the scholastic materials in homes and schools around the country. Kathy, a former witch who is now a Christian, has strong opinions about the Potter books. She says anyone who allows their children to read these books and participate in related activities is allowing the children to access to the occult. She stresses that the activities Harry and his friends so casually engage in are all forbidden in the Bible, and with good reason they are dangerous and serve to draw people away from him. Furthermore, the power behind the spells and divination is demonic. Now again, if we go back to the Old Testament, the punishment for participating in any of this was death. Death in the Old Testament, under Old Testament Levitical law. Now, that's, you know, the strongest thing, that's the strongest punishment God can really enact. I mean, death and hell essentially, is what you're looking at here. And today, though, it's absolutely flippant. Well, you know, hey, we'll just do this. It's no big deal. And this is how far society in general has got away from, from the Bible. Witchcraft, and again, where's the church at? Why isn't the church preaching on this stuff? Why isn't Smiley Joe Osteen or Benny Hinn or any of these other people, why aren't they doing it? Doesn't mean I'm better. I'm just saying they have a moral obligation to their congregations to warn them about this because guaranteed a lot of the people in their congregations have their kid in a public school system because everybody can't afford to, to put their kids in private schools or homeschool them. Okay? Now, I, I highly recommend the alternatives, but okay, let's say you had your kid in there and you don't know about any of this and you're not getting any warning from your pastor. All he cares about is your wallet. Or, or not being vilified among his peers, or among men, or being popular, or being highly esteemed among men, which is an abomination in the sight of God. That's what he's... I'm not saying all of them, I'm saying a lot of them. Most of them. They're in a corporate status in their 501c3, they're reading from a false Bible, that you know, you could go on and on and on about all this. But they're not warning people about this stuff. Witchcraft also hides among the rushes of other teen sites... On the questionable sexual dimension, sexuality dimension, Planned Parenthood, it's called Planned Parenthood's Teen Wire, goes beyond its teen territory to explore aspects of spirituality. One article on the site is entitled "Life as a Witch." Now, this is Planned Parenthood. Okay, this is, these are the these are the butchers, you know, that have come in and essentially pushed the abortion agenda. And through Margaret Sanger, and, and uh, this started, you know, decades and decades ago. But these people are high-level witches. That a lot of people are high-level witches that participate in Planned Parenthood. A lot of women or men that own abortion clinics are high-level witches, and they view these sacrifices in regard to the. Uh, they call it the sacrament of abortion, and they view these as sacrifices to um, the gods that they worship. Lilith being one of the primary deities. So it's 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 good for them because they feel like, hey, I can have this business where I'm making money, I'm sacrificing these children to Lilith or Molech or whatever deity they're they're going but there's there's certain um, demonic or fallen angelic entities that are more geared toward child sacrifice. Molech, Lilith, Chemosh, these types of of of, of uh, demonic deities, okay? They have a business, they're making money they're slaughtering children, and they're doing it to their goddess, or God. For them, it's like the ultimate system, okay? And I mean that, and, and I mean, I know it's as sick as that sounds, this is what they're bent on doing. And you have to understand, 
that Planned Parenthood is as evil of an organization as you could possibly have, and more of an abomination in God's eyes, probably, than any other thing going on in the world. Because child sacrifice is pretty much the bottom of the barrel. And that's what you're running into with this. Now, I've done a whole teaching on abortion and this type of thing, and you can, you can access that. Just either put in um, abortion in the little search box on my homepage or uh, Planned Parenthood. I think I've done uh, two or three on both or, and tied them all together. So on this Planned Parenthood website, there's one article on the site that's entitled Life is a Witch. Another article describes witchcraft in general terms after deceptively luring teens to the page with the title Buffy's Tale. The author Patricia Talisco has written several other articles on the Planned Parenthood site. One about horoscopes which we need to stay away from totally because it's just another form of divination and witchcraft. And then another on winter festivals which again, every, almost every one of our holidays that we have in America Secular holidays are based in the occult and based in witchcraft. You got Xmas, you got Halloween, you got Valentine's Day. You could go on and on. I've done I've done studies on this. You got Ishtar or Easter. Okay, it describes the winter solstices. The winter solstice would be actually considered Yule, which is connected in with Christmas, which is the birth of the sun god Tammuz. I mean, you know, again, I've done a study on that. You can access. Native American winter ceremonies and the Yule traditions of Christmas. This is all tied in with these articles. The article, this, this article was all that surfaced after a search of the site using the keyword Christian, dispelling any thoughts of, Christian, of genuine inconclusivity. Uh, evidently, just trying to say there that, that this site on Planned Parenthood is totally geared toward witchcraft. Now, another thing to, to kind of think about with Planned Parenthood, when you're dealing with Planned Parenthood and you're dealing with child sacrifice and you're dealing now with this, with this, these articles that are promoting witchcraft, child sacrifice, the stuff that goes on at Planned Parenthood, is the highest form of witchcraft there is on the planet. So it's no wonder it should, they should be all tied together with this particular subject. Teen Wire, of course, promotes the general Planned Parenthood philosophy that abortion is ethical, safe, and viable. Sex heterosexual or homosexual is perfectly appropriate whenever anyone is ready no matter what the age. This is the type of morality that they're proposing. And I said Planned Parenthood is probably the most wicked organization on the planet because of the stance that it takes. And there's been many, I've I've heard, um, uh, I've actually even heard voice recordings of girls calling in that were underage. They were posing as they were underage. And they they were saying that, you know, I got pregnant by this adult. Uh, or he's my boyfriend, he's 20, and this girl was like 13 or whatever. And they had the people on the line at Planned Parenthood, and they were saying, okay, well, you know what, just come in, we'll keep it under our hat type of thing. And this is the type of thing that you run into there. This is the type of morality and ethics that they, that they have there at Planned Parenthood. Any risks involved are only a matter of proper management through contraception and choice. The heartbreak of early pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases now at epidemic levels in our country, are as usual ignored in this adult-generated site aimed at exploiting the young for commercial purposes. And again, it's about making money, too. Okay, so they're, 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 for them, for the witches that own these Planned Parenthood clinics, or these abortion clinics, they're, for them, they're winning all the way around. And I can't even imagine what the punishment is hell, in hell is going to be like for them.
As an adjunct to the spiritual deception taking place among adult women as a part of the radical feminism in America, witchcraft is increasingly being adopted as a practice in ostensibly Christian churches. This trend is filtering down to teen girls. Ravenwolf in Teen Witch attempts to paint Wicca as an alternative practice that is powerful yet positive, incompatible with most religious beliefs. She writes, witchcraft is a nature-based, life-affirming religion that follows a moral code and seeks to build harmony among people and empower the self and others. Every single stinking thing that that witch just said is a total lie from the pit of hell. Everything. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter and darkness for light and light for darkness. And that's exactly what these witches do. Let's just go over that statement again. This is this Silver Raven Wolf. Witchcraft is a nature-based, life-affirming religion. Life-affirming? Hold on. We just, we just checked, and they're not life-affirming. They're going to try to kill as many babies as they possibly can. Okay? Because that's what the essence of witchcraft is. If you take witchcraft to the highest levels, you're going to kill little babies. Okay? That's the highest form of human sacrifice that there is in witchcraft. That's what Planned Parenthood's all about in these abortion clicks. So it's not life-affirming. They say it's life-affirming because they're preserving Mother Gaia. And in fact, you know what? We need to deplete the population of the planet about 90 to 95%, according to the Georgia Guidestones, so that Mother Gaia is not grieved anymore. Because we're grieving her and we can't have this. And then it follows a moral code. What kind of moral code? What, please? I mean, we just talked about here, they're killing little babies, they're indoctrinating these, these, these children into all these witchcraft practices and ceremonies. That's a moral code? Nothing moral about it. It's immoral. And seeks to build harmony among people. No, it doesn't. It seeks to build harmony among people on their terms. The one world religion that's coming is going to be incredibly intolerant to Christianity. There will be no toleration. The only tolerance is going to be if you come and join us on our side, you play by our rules on our team. And yes, we'll make concessions for Hinduism and Buddhism and Catholicism so we can all get on the same page. But when it comes down to is there one way to heaven, they're going to have no tolerance for that. No, they're not. They're going to say there's many any path, and that's what the Bible says, broad is the way which leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat, narrow is the path that leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. So everything, again, they're just all lies, okay? And you think about it, they serve the father of lies, right? He's the father of lies, he's the father of deception. What else should we expect? So then it goes on to say, I'm sorry, uh, if you think about it, then she goes on to say by uh, ending this statement, if you think about it, we could use that statement for almost any positive religion, couldn't we? In other words, all the positive religions are just like witchcraft. You know, they're life-affirming, they have a moral code, they seek to build harm, even though everything she just said was a lie. So again, this is typical twisting uh, by a high-level witch. And then it goes on to say, like... My email correspondence, Ravenwolf seems to single out biblical Christianity. Isn't it kind of funny? They always seem to single out biblical Christianity in their attacks um, on, let's say, the religious establishment. Okay, why? Why? Because the devil knows that's the only one true threat he's got on this planet. He's got every other religious system, and most of the ones that call themselves Christians, he's got them too. She goes on to say, our only animosity toward Christianity, this is this silver raven wolf, or toward any other religion, is that these institutions have claimed to be the true, the one 
true, right, and only way. And again, that's exactly what I just said. See, they can't stand that. Because that means their way, according to us, is going to take them to hell. They, that's intolerance to them. No, well, again, Galatians 4.16, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? We're telling them the truth. And just because they don't want to hear it, they think that, you know, we're intolerant and we need to go. And then she goes on to say, Witches are sick and tired of people in other religious systems passing judgment and spreading lies about our belief system just because they are either insecure in their own faith or don't realize that many paths to God exist in our universe. Oh, okay, the world according to this witch. What a joke. I mean, uh, they're sick and tired of people and other religious systems passing judgment? I don't know why they'd be sick and tired about anything. The world's embracing witchcraft right now at a rate that... that but see, it, 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 it's never going to be enough. It's like the homosexuals. It's never going to be enough. They're going to want... They're going to want every single person on the world defiled just like they are. That's the only thing that would ever, ever, ever appease them. They want everybody to be on the same page as they are because misery loves company. They want you to get down in the same uh, pit that they're in and wallow around in the mud with them because it makes them feel better about themselves. Hey, I mean, I know I, I have the morals of an alley cat in, in essentially, you know, I'm this reprobate person, but if everybody else is doing it, I kind of feel better about myself. That's, that's what this is all about, really. And then she goes on to accuse these people of they're either insecure in their own faith and don't realize that there's many paths to God. No, that's what, not what my Bible teaches. Again, narrows the way which lead to life eternal. Few there be that find it. And uh, I'm not insecure in my faith whatsoever. But again, a lot of accusations that are, that are unmerited. After numerous classroom and cultural messages about tolerance, frequently, frequently with Christians set up as the bad guys, many teens will naturally embrace Ravenwolf's ideology as a positive, progressive alternative. Thus, Teen Witch reinforces the ample doses of nature worship girls are already receiving throughout the culture, including at school, while justifying ignorance about and hostility toward Christianity. And it is all set within a framework that appears to be the extension of tolerance and compassion. And even in fact, even part of the civil rights movement. And this is where you, you, you run into the hate crimes movement. I've done several teachings on the hate crimes. And this is one more movement. You've got the ultra-radical feminist movement um, that a lot of times participates in the uh, upper levels of witchcraft. You've got that movement. You've got the homosexual movement. And these are all part of this whole hate crimes uh, movement in America and in Canada and a lot of other places on the earth in order to get the Christians to shut their mouths. That's what it's about. Okay? But it's going to come a point where it doesn't matter if you have your mouth shut anymore because they're going to come after you just because you have a Bible or just because you say you're a Christian or because you have a history of being a Christian. That's how bad it's going to ultimately get. So you better just speak up now because, you know, um, it's not going to do you any good to not say anything. It's just, it, it's going to overtake us even quicker if we all stand silent. Now, I understand that, you know, in the, uh, in the end, ultimately, we win as Christians, okay? Jesus is going to come back on a, on a white horse, King of kings, Lord of lords on his thigh, and, and, I mean, he is going to, you know, put the wicked under his feet, ultimately, okay, at the end of the tribulation. But up until that time, you know, we're going to have to occupy till he comes. And to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather reprove them. So then we go further, it says, taking a chapter from the feminist and homosexual playbook, pagan pride is set to burst upon the American scene. 
with its accusations and demands. Groups are springing up like Witches Anti-Defamation League and Witches Against Religious Discrimination and the Alternative Religious Education Network, taking refuge under the constitutional protections of religious freedoms. With the witch hunt chapter already written, sorcerers playing victim to the evil Christians is the believable role in the eyes of many Americans. And again, this is how we have these hate crime pieces of legislation end up passing. And going further, so the activist organizations and legal defense are falling into place. The ACLU defended a girl in a Detroit high school several years back who was asked to stop wearing a necklace with a pentacle which is a witchcraft symbol. Now, a pentacle would consider be considered technically just a star on the end of a little, you know, like a chain. Not a star in a circle. That's more of a pentagram. Okay? Then you have the pentagrams that are either upside down or right side up. A pentagram, which is a star in a circle with the star side, with the point down, is would be considered more into the black witchcraft realm. If you saw somebody wearing that, that's telling you that they're participating in black witchcraft. When you see the pentagram with the point side up, the star with the point side up, that's saying they're more into the white witchcraft, which would be uh, considered more Wicca-based. Okay, A pentacle would be considered just a star. Now, we're really out of, with, uh, technically without a circle around it. They're all evil, though, okay? And this is why I don't encourage, you know, I don't like the star symbol, particularly, because, you know, you can look at witches, and they have, uh, it's one of their main symbols that they use, whether it's a five- or a six-pointed star, they all use it, okay? We, now we got 50 stars on our flag. That doesn't really sit right with me in America. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me. And we got stars all over the place, Okay, the Bible talks about when Stephen was rebuking the Jews, he said you had taken up the, Mo, uh, the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your god, Remphim. Now that's the six-pointed star they're referring to that was in the wilderness. I've done a whole teaching on the hexagram. It is not a Jewish wonderful symbol, okay? It's wicked. It's the highest symbol essentially in witchcraft. So just do the keyword search for hexagram in the, in the search box on my homepage and... and um, I'm, relating, I'm actually relating that particular symbol even to the mark of the beast, that it might have some um, interlinking there. So if we go further, this girl was stopped at, she was, uh, the ACLU defended a girl in Detroit High School several years back who was asked to stop wearing the necklace with the pentacle on it. A set, settlement was made in the teen's favor, which required the, sim, the school to change its policies on witchcraft, symbols, and attire. The ACLU defended a local teen in a case in Oklahoma as well, and other witch defense groups threatened to sue the middle school in Colorado Springs in 1999 after a vice principal questioned a group of 12-year-olds who were rumored to be casting spells. 12-year-olds casting spells. But again, they're learning Harry Potter. Why not? They're getting all the stuff that they need probably up on the Internet. The school backed off after the rights groups organized a publicity letter-writing letter writing campaign. And if your teen isn't an activist or a practitioner in middle school or high school, college is a fertile ground for the growth of witch sympathies. Your daughter or son who takes on, who takes a religion or a women's study class at a non-Christian college can expect to be exposed to the benefits of alternative religions, mostly occultic or overcoming the oppression of the entrenched Christian mainstream. This is maintained all the while at any hope of, hope of an authentic study of Christianity should probably be abandoned. In other words, they're just getting one side of the story at these particular types of places. They're not going to get any type of Christian bent at the, in the public school system. 
Well, I mean, unless, you know, the teacher is some fringe teacher and they, they try to bring it into the class, but that's going to be highly discouraged. Uh, and then you go to college and it's even worse most of the time. The daughter of the author of this article, a senior at a liberal, small liberal arts college in Ohio, tells numerous tales of an occult bias in her classes. Her class on, quote, women in American religion, required, which is required reading, the Cynthia Eller book, Living in the Lap of the Goddess, which dwells extensively and positively on witchcraft as a liberating faith for women. Liberating. There's nothing liberating about this. The only thing this is going to do is bring you into bondage. It's like you're putting yourself into a spider web. You're in total bondage, but you may think you're liberated. You know, no man's going to tell me what to do. I've got my, my own religious system. I'm my own goddess or whatever. And, you know, they're just delusional. In the class, pairs of students were assigned to develop their own rituals and lead the class in carrying them out. In other words, they were assigned the task of casting spells for college credit. That's how bad it's, it's getting. When one does not know the genuine, the counterfeit is easy to accept. So a limited knowledge of Christianity plays right into the hands of the promoters of witchcraft in America. There is no power authority out, outside oneself witchcraft maintains. The goddess and her male consort, honored in many witchcraft beliefs, may be conceptualized by a Wiccan practitioner as nature-based deities, but most, but most operate as if the power they are invoking is just a higher extension of higher self. In other words, the power is actually coming from within you. There's no real God that's up there wanting to judge us. This is all about us. You know, and me and you, and my own godhood that we're bringing out. And again, that was the lie that, that Satan told Eve in the garden, you shall be as gods. And that's why witchcraft appeals to people, it appeals to their pride. Hey, I can be as a god. I can, have, I can have this power. I can invoke my higher self or whatever. This lie is from Satan is as old as Genesis, when again he goes on to say, you shall be as gods. Um, forget parents, forget teachers, we'll just live for the moment and the latest sensation, and party on down. So witchcraft is a perfect fit for the paganized, pleasure-centered, shallow America. Christ was just a nice teacher, so the thinking goes. That's all really Christ is reduced to, Jesus Christ. Is, he, was a, he was a nice teacher. But Christ was always, still is, not just as a nice guy, but our Savior from sin. That's what he said over and over. And sin is always defined by God, not man. Who would change the definitions endlessly to fit the occasion? Again, man would always change the definitions of sin endlessly to fit his own occasion. Okay, it's human nature. Yes, there are many aspects of Christianity that fit the nice guy image of Christ, compassion for the unfortunate, food for the hungry, healing for the sick, but witches tend to forget about those other principles that are part of the whole fabric. These include belief in God, repentance of sin, but believe in God, but not many gods, just Jesus Christ, you, you know what I mean? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, these types of things. They don't teach about repentance of sin, Christ as the Savior of mankind, and that's what the New Testament is all about, and that is the hope of the Gospel. So, just some more points to think about there. Once one has really understood that the God of the Bible does exist, the revelation of Scripture makes so much sense. He is truly all-powerful, perfectly just, as well as merciful through Christ. Then how can the so-called Christians be thoughtlessly dislo disloyal to him, violating the first and second commandments by casually exploring witchcraft or letting their children anywhere near it. Good point. Many who are seduced into the pseudo-spirituality of witchcraft and neo-paganism buy into the lie that the Bible's claims are questionable. 
And from that belief, any spiritual cohesiveness disintegrates. In other words, when you start questioning the Word of God, and you say, oh, it's just a book of fables, and there's no real truth, and you know what? Witchcraft is more ancient anyway. This is the true old religion. This predates Christianity. Once you start going down that route, then you can justify anything. You know, and then if you're taught evolution on top of that, that we actually came from a rock, or maybe that we were some little science experiment, uh, like the ancient astronaut theory teaches, that the aliens came down and we're some little science experiment by them, uh, that they created, or that we evolved from a rock, which turned into a two-cell amoeba, which turned into us eventually. If you believe in all of that, then, you know, there really is no moral code that you have to live by, because, you know... Eat, eat and drink, you know, be merry today or whatever, before we die tomorrow, that old expression that you hear. That's, that's the way that they're going to live their lives. And again, that's what they say next. Ironically, one of the major claims of Wiccans is that the goddess or the earth center religions existed before Christianity, yet Christians maintain that God created everything and Christ has been eternally part of the Godhead, present from the beginning. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, the Word and in the beginning was God. So... All things were created by him, and without him not anything was made that was made. So, Jesus Christ created everything, and he did that in the beginning. It wasn't the aliens. We didn't evolve that way. So, this whole thing about witchcraft predating Bible-believing, the, the beliefs of the Bible, or Bible-believing Christianity, that's just a total lie. Going back to the article, it says, But if we are debating the claims of antiquity, nothing is more ancient than the prohibitions against witchcraft and sorcery. And this is just one more way the Bible reveals timeless knowledge. There is nothing progressive about these practices and nothing in them to surprise God. He has known about them since their beginning. There are numerous descriptions of pagan practices in Old and New Testament writings, spellcasting, witchcraft, astrology, goddess worship, fortune-telling, worshiping the moon, the suns, or the stars. All are part of the ancient Near East, and all are reflected in the Old Testament times, just as they are today, in an attempt to override the one true God and the discoverer of difficult truths. Those that just happen to support their own self-interest when God has our highest self-interest in mind all along. And, and as I said before, typically the punishment for these things was death in the Old Testament. That's how seriously God took them. But today, again, hey, no big deal. This concludes by saying, when we deliberately or neglectfully allow witchcraft to have access to our children, we show God how little we truly value the little ones he has placed in our care. That's true. Those who truly respect and honor God's creation and stewardship entrusted to us will not willingly hand their children over to seducing spirits. And as the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 4.1 in the end times, you know, in regard to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, you know, that this is how it's going to be in the end times. Okay, so we're going to go to our next part, and we're just going to cover um, the more brief news excerpts that confirm what we're talking about today here. This next little excerpt is from an article entitled, Harry Potter Style Lessons Boost Children's Confidence, by David Derbyshire. This was just uh, September 12th of this year. Learning tricks like Harry Potter also helps discipline. Children should should be taught magic tricks in schools to boost their confidence and self-discipline, researchers say. study found that an hour lesson at a, quote, magic school, like Harry Potter, did more good for a group of 10 to 12-year-olds than their normal life skill classes. Professor Richard Wiseman, a psychologist at Hertzfordshire University who carried out the study, called for magic to be included as a national national curriculum. Now, when he say magic, it's not just pulling bunnies out of hats. 
I don't believe that. I mean, what, Harry Potter wasn't about that. Harry Potter was about witchcraft. Okay? Now, granted, even the modern-day magical practices, like you get into with David Copperfield, that's evil, too. I'd stay away from all of that. Because, yes, it is related to the practice of, um, of the occult. But this is way more, like I said, than just doing you know, milk tricks and pulling bunnies out of hats. He goes on to say, learning magic requires self-discipline and an understanding of how other people think and an ability to entertain, he said. Also, unlike playing computer games, it encourages children to interact with their friends and their family. Oh, see, any, you know, the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter. So it requires self-discipline. Well, this is the whole excuse we, we saw for the martial arts thing. You know, oh, it teaches respect. It teaches you to honor your elders. It teaches self-discipline. You know what? There, there's a lot of things you can do to teach yourself self self-discipline and uh, it doesn't mean that they're all good or, or that they're all things that we should participate in and encouraging other people to interact with their friends and family yeah through witchcraft so that was just a little excerpt I wanted to read you there this next little excerpt is entitled the new democratic secret weapon pagans for Obama the pagans for Obama group is planning and this is true I'm not making this up they're planning on a magical working tomorrow night it says, we're going to perform a rolling circle healing ceremony for the election. Now, this is a pagan group that is behind Obama. See, the homosexuals and the lesbians are rallying around Obama. Now, I'm not saying this because I'm endorsing McCain. Okay, don't, don't get me... I, I'm not, uh, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I've said this before. The voting process is rigged in America. It's absolutely 100% rigged. It's been proven over and over. HBO even did a special on this. There, I've, I've got a whole... If you want, just email me. I'll, I'll email you the excerpt. You can check out the videos online that are available. Um, so, again, don't, don't misconstrue this. No, I do not want Obama in office. He's, he's probably the last person on the planet I want in office, okay? But, again, don't construe that as an endorsement for McCain because I'm seeing so many people jump on the McCain bandwagon and this and that and... and you know what, at the top, when you're dealing with these types of people, the, the, the highest levels of the bloodlines of the Illuminati, these are the people that, that decide who goes in and who stays and who comes out, okay? And, you know, Obama, McCain, you know, it, it's all corrupt at that level, I guess is the point I'm trying to make here. But this Pagans for Obama group is planning a magical working tomorrow night. We're going to perform a rolling circle healing ceremony for the election, that means that the sisters and brothers in witchcraft in the East will begin, and then in those in each successive time zone will join in a half an hour later. Now, could you imagine if, if the Christians did something like this? I mean, if they were going to come and basically, uh, you know, unite and, and pray... Because, again, look at what they're doing here. Let's get into this a little bit further. After much discussion, wise counsel, we are united in what we will be doing, and we will invite everyone interested in healing our nation during the election to join us. Healing, it should be, it should be saying, interested in further defiling our nation. They just kind of chose the, 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 uh, the wrong words there. And then it says, please share this with anyone who may wish to participate in this landmark magical work. Also, if you'd like to get involved in the founding of the true pagan repre representation in the political party process, you can join us. The ceremony, we are not attacking any individuals, we are attacking the lies. Using our power animals. I do practice the shamic faith. So they're, they're using their powers, the shamanistic powers, 
and also these things called they call power animals they're using in these, these witchcraft ceremonies in order to pump up and support Obama. So now we've got openly witches that are behind Obama doing magical workings all around the earth in order to make sure that he gets into office. Okay, so that's how bad it's actually become. And then it says, as you are uh, doing this work, your power animal will do what he or she does best. In other words, the demonic spirit that you're summoning, they call it the power animal, will do what he or she does best. So you want to focus your intent to match the abilities, their abilities. Okay? So in other words, your demon that you're summoning has its own demonic niche. He's good at something. Okay? So that's what you're trying to do. So, if we go further, he says, I find that once you are immersed in your work, the animal spirit will take over if you are doing this in a shamic manner. I know many Wiccans usually direct the energy, but I would urge you to become one with your animal spirit and allow him or her to guide the work. This is, a, this is an official thing they release. I'm not making this up. Okay, so in other words, if you're doing the work right, this animal spirit's going to possess you. So anyway, that's, that's one, of the peop- one of the groups that are behind Obama. Here's another thing I got emailed to me. And again, I'm just kind of reading you some excerpts to, to kind of uh, mesh all this together. And a lot of people say, well, no, this, this doesn't really go on. It can't go on with this witchcraft. It can't be growing like this. Well, this is something that was it's from an uh, email from Old Witchcraft Secrets. And again, this is like an infomercial. I'm, I'm going to be reading you. But again, this is exactly what their agenda is. Old Witchcraft Secrets show you in detail how to cast powerful spells, make your wildest dreams come true. It's not your fault that your spells and rituals aren't turning out like you want. Yet. The truth is, you've been misled by self-proclaimed powerful wizards and witches. The truth is that 99% of these professionals are dead wrong. In fact, a lot of what they actually say will diminish your powers. They don't want you to know the right way to cast spells, because if you did, you'd never need them again, and they would lose their power. There's probably some validity in what this person is saying, okay? You can't invent new spells like you can invent a new tree. Everything is old. As you know, many witches and wizards are furious about this, because it reveals the true forgotten secrets of witchcraft, secrets more powerful than what they can do through their very expensive services. Soon, everybody will be able to do this at home more effectively, cheaper, and faster. Soon, everybody will be able to do it at home. And again, what they're talking about here is that a lot of the the, the powerful stuff that is out there in regard to witchcraft is stuff that's been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that only the very, very elite have had access to. Okay, and what's happening is is a lot of these things are now leaking out, and people are actually learning how to do probably much higher level witchcraft than they ever have in the past. Okay, so I'm sure there's some validity in this, but again, it's just kind of a more of a thing I wanted to go over. Now, if you go to their website, oldwitchcraft.com, it says at the top, it says, it's unethical, but extremely powerful. They even admit it's unethical. Now, hold on, that Silver Raven witch lady said that the, that the pagans have a moral code. No, they don't. They don't have any moral code. They get the moral code of an alley cat, essentially. And I think I'm I'm doing an alley cat the disservice by saying that. Okay, because they're evil. Who wants to discover the most powerful spells and secrets of the ancient pharaohs and witches? Does dear chosen, you want to discover the real story of witchcraft and how its power can make you 
your burning desire as possible. You see, until now, there's only a few fired-up secrets that have been leaking out from the real-world authentic witches. Most witchcraft wannabes have been spoon-fed with counterfeit materials. The good news is that from now on, things are about to change. From now on, each and every day, you're going to receive seven different things um, which will increase your powers. Day one, how to magnify your magical powers within minutes. Uh, day two, how to become a focused and balanced in four days to cast striking effective spells that will give you money, love, health, respect, anything you desire. Day three, how to use deadly spells to get sweet revenge on anyone that you want. This is what they're saying, not what I'm saying. Okay, it's, again, it's like an infomercial. This sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. They're actually advertising these spells and these witchcraft spells, and, you know, it's not as though there's no benefit to becoming a witch. I mean, people do it for a reason. They do it because there is a benefit. Okay? It's a secular, temporal, worldly benefit. Okay? It's not a Christian benefit. It takes you away from God. But there's reasons these people get into this stuff. Day five. See your future and get your answers using the Egyptian methods of tea leaf reading. Day six. Exactly. Learn how to exactly blend oils to enter into a new magical karmic force, which will make you feel great every day. And then day seven. Secret key that reduces your spell length by up to three times and hastens your spell results up to four times. So again, this is what you're running into right now. And I do believe that increasingly higher level witchcraft is getting out into the public. People are finding these things out. And as that happens and as they cast more and more spells and as the Christians fall further and further asleep, the world's going to become further and further defiled. That's what's going on right now. If you look around and you see why is the world so wicked, well this is one big reason. And then we'll end with this little excerpt from uh, an article titled New Paganism. America is rapidly changing from a uh, Judeo-Christian Western civilization to a screaming babble of wild religious movements, each more wacky than than the next, and all animated by rebellion against the religion and values upon which America was founded. And just what? Of course, I, (laughs) I might take issue with that as well. Um, reference my study on George Washington. And just, ex- and just what exactly is attempting to replace Christianity as the dominant religion in America? Superficially, it appears to be just, to be just a freak show, ranging from the seamlessly harmless entertainment paganism, Dungeons and Dragons, White Witchcraft, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Witchblade, Teen Cult Paganism, Goths. We haven't even talked about Goths today. Okay, that's another movement. Uh, the freaky hair, the colors, the tattoos, the body piercing. That's another thing we haven't even covered. I mean, all the stuff that you see about body piercing and tattoos and body art and studs and chains and all these clothes that people are wearing, that is witchcraft as well. It's a well-known fact that many people that own tattoo uh, parlors are Satanists. And they bless their needles before they, before they do their work in regard to the tattoos that they put on people's bodies. Okay? I'm not saying every one of them, but it really doesn't matter because it's witchcraft. We're not supposed to put these types of marks on our bodies. The Bible talks about this in the Old Testament. Okay? And to pierce our bodies and do all these things. What you're doing, and the reason that when people get tattoos, the reason that usually one is never enough, is because it's an addictive behavior. You're getting a demon every time you get the tattoo. Okay? And those demons want more demons. And it never ends. And this is why it's something that you want to just totally stay away from. And then they continue in this article to talk about Ecology, theology, um, Gaia worship, native spiritual w- rituals, uh, the wide-ranging New Age movement, 
which believes humankind is on the cusp of a new dawn, beginning a new phase of the evolutionary history. Dark paganism, which believes there is no such thing as evil, and that destruction and death are forms of beauty. To Wicca, which is witchcraft, is reportedly uh, the fastest growing religion in Australia. And Satanism, consciously acknowledges that Satan is master and seeks to power corrupt all things, especially Christianity. But that's only the surface. The paganization of America churches, already well underway, is consciously intended to usher in the new age of the global government. See, that's the whole reason I did this study. That one line epitomizes the whole reason that I did this study this time. The paganization of American churches and the world, which is already well underway, is, is consciously intended to usher in the new age of global government. Because that's going to be the essence of the new global government and the new one world religion. With the United Nations as the global brain of the new world order. And no, this, this is not conspiracy stuff. It's real. It's happening now. The new religious world view is sugar-coated with high-minded and universal ideas of environmental protection, species preservation, but the ultimate agenda behind the movement is much darker. The ultimate purpose of the green religion is to convince the people of the world to embrace world governance for which a free nation like America represents a massive loss of national sovereignty and personal freedom for the supposed sake of Mother Earth Gaia and the environment. After all, it's a lot easier to administer world government if all the people believe it represents their salvation. See, that's another thing, is, is this coming one world government, all these catastrophes and all this chaos that's going on right now with the economy, with the, with the um, hurricanes, these natural events that are, that are taking place, uh, you know, the threat of all these particular wars, people are wanting a solution to all of this. And the one world government through the Antichrist, is going to step up to the plate at some point and say, hey, listen, I've got the answer here. And here is the answer. Uh, the concept of national sovereignty is eroding and transmuting into the concept of sovereign equality or global sovereign equality. The vanguard of this movement, explains Henry Lamb, in the rise of the global green religion, people like Parks Morton, James Lovelock, Robert Mueller, Al Gore, Timothy Wirth, and many, many others have enlightened have been enlightened through their biocentric field belief in the Gaia, the belief that the Earth itself is a consciousness, a living organism, and therefore they know what is best for the planet. And what, and what the planet is telling them is that I need to be purged of 90 to 90% of my people so I'm not grieved any further. And this is the excuse of how they're going to terminate a lot of different people. It's unfortunately their agenda. Now, I'm not saying you live in fear as a Christian and these types of things. I'm telling you, this is what they would like to do. And the Bible talks about, you know, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world. These types of things. And these are prayers that we should, uh, you know, uh, give heed to. Actually, Jesus said that. So, they also believe that the only way to protect the sacred Gaia is to control the people who are degrading her. The only way to control the people is through an omnipotent government that is at this moment consolidating its power into an ever-growing bureaucracy, now stretching around the globe, extending its tentacles into every corner of human life, creating a de facto global governance. And guess what? Not only has this new enlightened worldview permeated Western schools and governments, but America's Christian churches themselves are also rapidly being converted to this new religious paradigm. Now, we really didn't talk about that as much in this particular study, but I have talked about that a lot, the whole contemplative Christianity that's permeating the, the whole New Age movement that's permeating into the pseudo-Christian churches, particularly in America and around the world. That's a whole other thing 
um, where witchcraft is entering into the Christian churches. So that's our that's the conclusion of our of our study on um, witchcraft. We'll go to the pharmacia study next.